0: Ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to the exciting episode of Kingcast, King Gamers' official podcast. I'm your host this week, Dave lazada I'm joined with Tim Ronan. How are you, Tim?
1: Hello, I'm good. Doing all right.
0: Hello, hello. Great. And Sean Raybine. Hey, 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 hey. This week it's going to be. uh we're going to talk about a lot of controversies, <laughs> uh, particularly when it comes to Blizzard and uh, Blizzchung and how they kind of handled that and the Hong Kong protests. Uh, we're also going to be talking about PS5 and all of its specs and Doom Eternal, uh, how it was kind of pushed back until next year, uh, March, and uh, enhanced portals. What's going on there? The cup similarities are uncanny, but before we dive into all of that news, all of that controversy... Sean, what have you been playing? What have you been watching this past week? Um, I had a pretty busy week. Um, what I watched, I watched a
2: documentary on Shutter called Horror Noir, which is about the history of African-American uh, representation in horror movies. And it was pretty interesting to see how they've they've sort of started off in a very negative light in horror movies. And then as the decades went on, you know, especially as you got more uh, black filmmakers, that you got more positive representation, and now they feel like they're in a pretty good place. Uh, with films like Get Out and Us, they—I uh, think they said it was somewhat of a renaissance in the '90s or the early 2000s, where representation was getting a lot better. Uh, I think they said Candyman was the first uh, black slasher. And I love that movie. Candyman's great.
0: Hmm.
2: Um, what I found surprising was that apparently the movie Blackula is not the terrible exploitation film that I thought it might be. It's literally like a really well-made film, and it's something
0: I need to check out sometime. It sounds not great, to be honest. <laughs> Bla- black Black is called Blackula. Blackyla,
2: yeah, it's a it's about Dracula,
0: but he's black. Uh, oh, but okay.
2: It, it, it sounds like an exploitation film. It sounds terrible, yeah. just by the name alone. Yeah. But it is actually like they said, it's got a lot of um a lot of things to say in it. It's uh, interesting. Actually, a really well made film. It's got some great lines and some great line, uh, writing and directing and acting. So interesting. I, know, I gotta check it out sometime. Okay. All right. Cool. One other thing I watched, I saw the Joker movie.
0: Oh, you did? I did. What did you think of it? Uh, have Have you and Tim seen it yet? I have not. Tim?
1: Uh, no. No, I haven't seen it.
2: Uh, shoot. Well, I'll say this. I thought it was great. It is flawed. Uh. Uh, structurally, it's pretty sloppy. It's a little bit uneven with its pacing, but... Walking Phoenix's performance alone elevates it above all its problems. Hmm. Like, that movie wouldn't be the movie it is without him in that role of Joker. And it's great. I loved it. Uh, they made some interesting choices. There weren't bad choices. Uh, there were some parts I'm like, Ah, you're kind of spoon-feeding me a little bit. But, mm-hmm. okay, fine. You know, some audience members aren't going to quite catch that, maybe. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Maybe they had, like, test screenings. And people were like, I don't understand what that was about. What happened to this person? Okay. Hmm.
0: Uh,
2: But it was a captivating movie. Like, there's every scene was just tense. You're like, is this the point where he snaps? What's going to happen? What's going to happen to him? What's going to happen to the person he's talking to? Like, it was tense. I thought it was a great movie. Interesting. Um, Definitely check it out if you're interested. Not even just in comic book movies, but in movies in general. Yeah. You know. Hmm. It it does borrow heavily from movies like uh Taxi Driver yeah, and I heard that. King of Comedy. Mhm. Uh you know, if you've seen those movies, you'll see a lot of them in this movie, but you know, all movies are based on something else to be honest. So That's true. It's, it's not a not a mark against
0: it I'd say. I definitely As for things I want to see it. Oh, I definitely want to see Joker, but like just haven't had the time in the past week uh, I've been mm-hmm. seeing you know exactly what you've been saying kind of a lot of people are praising it because it's it's different in terms of the comic book space and it, it's a unique kind yeah. of movie um, I know it's it's based off of I, I I've heard that you know uh, many times taxi driver and um, king of comedy but mm-hmm. I've also heard that it's something that's somewhat needed and uh, and at the same time, I, I feel like I've heard a lot of stories of saying, hey, it's it's portrayal of mental illness is not great. And I don't think that it's actually ex- exactly yeah, helpful right now. So, somewhat. Yeah. Um,
2: media in general has always had a hard time portraying mental illness yeah. in a truthful light. You know, it's pretty much, well, they're mentally ill, thus they are crazy and murderous. Mm-hmm. Uh, I felt they did a pretty good job. Uh, some of the like I first like okay, I don't think a mentally ill person would be like this, but yet he he's not doing random acts of violence type of deal. Yeah. Um, and you start to question: is he actually mentally ill, or is he you know what's going on in this situation? There's a lot of like unknowns in the movie, uh, purposeful unknowns, and I thought they were all great. Mm-hmm. The unknowns they put in they kind of left a little bit just. Enough ambigu- ambiguity just like oh, i'm not really sure about you know? mm-hmm. and that's always fun to really discuss that with people who've seen it with you and that kind of thing yeah uh so no i don't know if it's the most accurate portrayal of mental illness but i would also say the most accurate portrayal of mental illness would not make a very interesting movie that's true you know mental illness tends to not be very entertaining yeah. Uh so yeah, some things are ratcheted up a little bit for the sake of entertainment.
0: That's true.
2: But I'd say it's a it's a better portrayal of mental illness than other movies. So yeah. you know. It, it's it's ju- actually a movie about, you know, the healthcare system and how we treat mentally ill people. Hmm. Uh so you know that's interesting. It takes an interesting route. Interesting. Uh as for what I played, I played four different games. Uh, I won't try to linger on them too long. I played Tomb Raider Legend. It was one of the worst games I've ever played. Yeah. But in a entertaining way. Uh, my first experience with Tomb Raider series was playing the reboot. You know, Tomb Raider and Rise of the Tomb Raider. I haven't played the third one, so... I've never really got my hands on playing as the classic Lara Croft. And the Lara Croft Legend is definitely way different than the new Lara Croft. And having seen her and played her, I can understand why people were upset with the change, with the reboot. Mm-hmm. I don't have a problem with the new Lara Croft, but she is dull compared to the old one. The old one has... um. Almost like a, a bayonetta type personality, but with less innuendos. Yeah, like she's she's very sassy. She she faces danger with sort of like a uh, a smugness, a uh, charming smugness. Mm-hmm. And I can see Legend is definitely the point where they're like, okay, we've reached the apex of how sexy we can make Laura Croft, how revealing we can make her clothing. Uh, We need to dial it back a little bit. And so after I played Legend, which was a buggy, nearly unplayable mess with a terrible story, I played Tomb Raider Underworld, Mm. which was the game that came right after Legend. Um, Oh, one thing I'll say about Legend as well. It is very clear what year it was made because evil characters have this very... Straight out of Vampire the Masquerade look to them. Like, you see the villains, like, you know, they're just wearing, like, satin shirt, satin button up shirts. They're, like, unbuttoned towards the chest, rolled up sleeves, and, like, sunglasses and slicked back hair. It's like. Oh, I see what, what you're saying. You? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And there's one character who she starts off as this very sweet and uh, demure kind of woman, and then she goes evil, and so suddenly she dresses in half done up corsets and she has like tribal tattoos everywhere on her arms on her stomach on her on her back like she got a like a giant tram stamp it's like is that what you think evil people wear is that just like you came away evil like i'm gonna dress like this now Mm
1: -hmm.
0: give me a tattoo i'm gonna do it (laughs) and
2: i don't i don't hate the look of it it's just like it's that typical stereotype like well they're evil Thus, they must dress mm-hmm. like their S and M fetishists. Yes, that mm-hmm. kind of deal. Yes, uh, but after that, I played uh, Tomb Raider: Underworld, which I pretty much had to do because Legend ends on a gigantic cliffhanger. Like it just ends. It's like go play the next one, okay? And Underworld, I believe, was a generation after Legend, just based on the graphics that they used. Yeah, I think it was and... the
0: first one they, knew they did for the PS3 era. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It oh. is somehow worse than Legend. Yeah. It has the I don't know how. They use <laughs> I, I have to imagine they use a new engine, a new build yeah. from Legend because they're working with a new console. But they have the same bugs and glitches from the from Legend. It's like you guys didn't learn a thing. You just you just did the same thing and hoped it'd be fine. It is nearly unplayable in a lot of areas. Yeah. Uh, it is unfun. Laura is fine, but she's definitely toned down from Legend. She's a little bit more serious. She doesn't really crack wise. She's just sort of along for the adventure. Mm-hmm. She's not as interesting. Like, Legend's Laura Croft was always making jokes and, and cracking wise. And then at the end, like she has this burst of like insane anger. like She's pistol-whipping people and And shooting next to their ears to make them go deaf. Like, just furious anger. And and I don't know if it was intentional, but I read it as, like, she has this kind of jokey attitude because she's trying to suppress this rage and depression that's in her uh, that came about from her parents' death. I don't know. So, Underworld was just sort of like, "Eh." So, I I would say Underworld is possibly mechanically better, but since it failed in making Laura interesting, it loses points and it falls below Underworld. I mean, Under Legend. Um, mm. It was a stupid game. I can <laughs> see why after that game, they're like, we probably need to reboot this franchise. Well, I think uh, the studio love...
0: working on it went under after they made that game. Yeah, maybe. I, I'm pretty um, sure that was the story there. And they were like, and, and like they were like, this this franchise, we can't touch it anymore because that's typically what happens, you know. Like, if a, if a studio closes or, um, you know, a franchise doesn't do well, uh, it, it just becomes taboo to ever go back to it, you know. Uh, and yeah. and it, that's why, you know, Mass Effect, we're probably not going to see it for a very long time because Andromeda did so badly. Um, yeah, and, unfortunately.
2: And I love the Mass Effect series, yeah. so that's a bummer. Yeah,
0: but... And Dead Space, Dead Space Three, you know, we're probably not going to see. Oh, that. Dead Space
2: is dead forever. That's never coming back. Yeah. They they poisoned that water hole. Mm-hmm. You're never. No one's going to put a bucket back in that. Yeah. To get a drink. Those are, those are um, just
0: two ex- examples. Yeah. So yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, both EA. Yeah, I don't know how why.
0: Yeah, but <laughs> but yeah,
2: Underworld was just. Meh. I would love to see Tomb Raider Legends, Lara Croft in rebooted tomb raiders world i want to Mm -hmm. see that laura croft having adventures just being an action hero basically not whimpering every time she has to kill
0: somebody and it's like (laughs) Uh, uh. she shoots somebody in the head ow! you know she says (laughs) ow not the guy (laughs) like
2: and again, I don't hate New Laura Croft. Yeah. I think she's an okay character. She's just not very interesting or engaging. No one's going to put her on the cover of a magazine and be like, "Oh, I got to play that game. She looks like a cool I character." I forgot what she looks she's like. She's not. I don't even remember. She's so she's she so forgettable. Just looks like a regular woman. Like usually she's portrayed as like having a lot of dirt on her cuz like she's in survival mode. Yeah. Um, but uh. yeah, no. Uh the other two games I played, I I got back into Destiny two because oh. I need to scratch that looter shooter itch, and Remnant wasn't doing it anymore. Uh, Destiny two recently came to Steam, which is what made me think mm-hmm. of it again. And so I popped that in. Uh, I decided to get uh, the new expansion Shadow Keep under the assumption that if I got Shadow Keep. It would also include the content of Forsaken, the expansion before it. That's not the case. That's how like Blizzard did it with like World of Warcraft. If you bought the newest expansion, you got the content of all the past expansions. Not the case here. Oh, uh, That is a very repetitive game, but because the gunplay feels so good, I keep playing it. Because it just feels good to keep shooting those guns. So I was like, okay, well, I'll, I'll stick with it.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, they recently added uh, transmogrification, which is a system where you can take the appearance of one armor piece and place it over the armor you're wearing. So if like you're wearing something you don't like, but you like the stats on it, you can take the uh, appearance of another piece of armor and put it over that so you look Finally. Cool. <laughs> However. I can oh, no. find finally look cool in Destiny. <laughs> Tim said finally, but I have to say, however, um, it is Destiny 2, so they found a way to nickel and dime you on, oh, this, no. system, on this system. You can only transmog onto legendary armor. That's the, the purple quality. So you can't transmog over exotic armor. So I guess you got to make sure the rest of your armor fits that one piece. However, you can't transmog anything you want onto that armor. It has to be armor that you've got get from the
1: eververse
0: okay now i'm completely (laughs) lying i don't even know what you're talking about
2: for those who don't know the eververse is the microtransaction
0: store
2: oh well so the only way to get stuff to transmog onto your stuff is to pay money and not even like i want to choose this piece of armor no it's gotta be like you gotta get it in the the loot box i think you might be able to buy like the full set. I looked at the full set. It's ugly as sin. I don't want it. But uh just that's the that's the main problem with Destiny 2. It, they find a way to nickel and dime you mm-hmm. everywhere you go.
0: Like Yeah, that's annoying. I'm so I'm so yeah, I'm so like kind of amazed that this destiny thing is going I mean, no offense to you, Sean or or I think Tim, you play Destiny too, but like Oh I
1: take great offense. I hate you. <laughs> so much. like
0: like what is like like why is destiny to like why is destiny still a thing like i i mean it's like seriously like i i don't understand it like do people really love it that much it seems like so i don't know uh
2: because it's a looter game like diablo like borderlands word of warcraft or borderlands it's a skinner box game uh-huh. Uh, where Definitely. you press the button and you hope you get something good, and when you get something good, it releases those endorphins. Yeah. And you're like oh, and then you keep going because it doesn't last very long. Chuck, so like, maybe something even better. And like I said, it feels good to play.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's
2: a very, it's a very pretty game. It's got good music. Uh, the weapon
0: designs are really cool. Yeah, and sometimes just outrageous. Yeah, no, I, I'm just saying, like, because it seems like it, you know. People have been compl- like ever since Destiny Two launched. I think like people have been like yeah. complaining about how Bungie is just you know loading this up with microtransactions to the point where it's, it doesn't even feel like a game. It feels like a more like a <laughs> storefront, you know. And it, it just I, I'm like okay, like that's you know that's very nice that you pointed that out. Why are you still playing the game? You know, like I I just don't understand why people haven't moved away from it. But I guess, you know, like you said, it's, it's, it's the addiction to the the feeling. It's of, an, yeah, it's an addiction. Yeah.
2: It feels good to play, so you keep playing Yeah, it. Yeah, And But yeah, Destiny 2, like, you can buy expansion packs for new content, but you also have to pay $10 every three months to get the season pass for that Are you particular fucking season kidding? of content.
0: Jesus Exactly. Christ.
2: It's like, you. I bought the expansion. What more do you want? $10? It's every three months, at least. It's not like a subscription thing, but it's like... If you want everything from this season, well, you like you could still play the season's content, but it's sort of like, yeah, you can play the season's content. Let's put some ankle weights on you first, and Jesus. you're gonna wear this weighted jacket, so you're gonna go a lot slower than everyone else. That's it's not gonna be.
0: That's as a hard fun. pass. I'm sorry. I'm I'm <laughs> hard pass. And even nope.
1: like before, you had to like now it's free to play, but you did have to pay upfront before. How long? As yeah. Well. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs>
2: It, it was an upfront, you got to pay like $60 for it. Now it's free to Talk play. Fox. And I would recommend anyone who like enjoyed games like Borderlands or even like Halo, because this is made by Bungie. Give it a shot. It's free to play and just play the main campaign, which is enjoyable.
1: You yeah, know? honestly, it's and at least like totally free. I, I think it's definitely worth it.
2: Yeah, for... It's a, it's a it's a very robust game for a free game, but just fair warning if you if you get easily addicted to things like loot boxes and stuff like that, maybe steer clear of Destiny Two because on the road to free, they're going to be like, hey, there's some free there's some paid stuff over here, but look how shiny it is! Hmm. Ooh, ooh, just just five dollars and you'll get a bonus. Hmm. Ooh, a
1: bonus. Yeah, like with with the season so, yeah. pass, there's like uh, I think it's like some exotic hand cannon you can get um, and for free yes. people for free I don't know, whatever you want to call them um, <laughs> <Freeble>. <laughs> I think you have to you have to like it's like a Fortnite thing where you like rank up your battle pass and stuff and I think it's like level yeah. 50 or 60 for free to players. Like, I think it's
2: like 35 actually to get the oh, hand is it cannon. okay?
1: But people who, yeah.
2: It's a good hand cannon yeah. though.
1: Yeah, but people who like um, like buy the season pass. I think get that like straight off the bat. It's like ah, oh, Frank. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, like you can work for this, but why would you do that? Just give us some money, and you'll get it right off the start. There you go.
0: Name <laughs> <sighs> me sick. I don't even. Want... <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs>
2: uh, finally, I don't want to spend too much time, but I play started playing Indivisible. And I immediately fell in love with that game. Uh, Indivisible is made by Lab Zero, who are the team behind Skullgirls. A game that I love the look of it. I appreciated the effort that went into it. I can never play that game because I don't like fighting games. I try desperately to play... Like, they have a really robust tutorial system to teach you how to play that game. And I'm just like, I'm still playing a fighting game. I'm still not interested. Um... So they made Indivisible, which is a platformer RPG. And I say platformer RPG because there are some boss fights where you'll be doing the regular combat. And then the boss will sort of, like, break out of combat. And you either have to, like, chase them down through, like, a platforming section. Or you have to avoid them doing, like, a big attack. And it's an interesting way to do it. Like, you just, like, let's break combat for a second so you can do this extra bit of platforming. And it's neat. Yeah. Uh Every single character that you can recruit, and there are a lot of characters to recruit, is just dripping with personality. Every single one, you see them right away, it's like, okay, I know who that person's going to be, and they're cool. Mm -hmm. There are maybe like one or two character designs where I'm just sort of like lukewarm on, but I don't necessarily hate them. I'm just sort of like, oh, they look okay, but they can't compare to uh, Bounce Bounce Eye. The Pirate Queen, or uh, Tahani, the um, uh, Torani, the top-heavy water nymph, or uh, Tokar—I I can't remember the names. It's a—it's just every character is cool, and they all pass the silhouette test,
0: like with flying colors. Mm. Well, and they have the 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 tigress. Um... Not Tigris. Rosmi. Rosmi, yes. there you go. She was kind of like the face of it early on. I remember yeah. playing as her. She's really cool. The Archer. Um, Zebe, yes. Yeah, yeah. And they're all based off of, uh, I believe, Hindi mythology. I think it's Indonesian. Indonesian, it's right, right, right. Like yeah, like Indonesian kind of mythologies and, and religions. Mm-hmm. And it's so cool because they said, well, I, I asked them, because I played this game and my Expo not many years ago three years ago maybe it's been in development for a while and mm-hmm. so they were I, I, I told them I said what is this is very you know not strange but it's not something that um, I, I've seen in video games and they go that's exactly why we're doing it because you know yeah. in the Indonesian kind of um, area there it just seems like it's so neglected you know nobody really kind of want you like ever really wants to pay a lot of attention to it maybe it's because economically it's very poor now or what have you
2: well like most cultures i'd say are pretty neglected in terms of representation and video games it's true you basically have european uh specifically like medieval english (laughs) japanese and american yeah and the rest are, like, outliers. We have
0: China, they occasionally. occasionally. You have, like, Age of Empires, I think, right? is in China. Mm-mm. I don't know. I, I, like, a lot of, like, RTS games are in China. So, um, you have, like, those games. Um, but, yeah, no, you're right. It, it, it does feel like African cultures, South American cultures are not represented particularly what I'm getting at is anything in the Southern Hemisphere is not represented very often in video games. No. And, and you know, I, I, I love... That's that's one of the reasons why I like this game so much is because it dares to be different, you know? Um, yeah. And it just, you know, I, I, I agree with you. you know, the character designs are really cool. Mechanically, for me, it took me... It'll take me some more time to kind of get used to it. I haven't played it since then. But um, I know I was only giving mm-hmm. like, 15 minutes with it, so I was still kind of, you know, getting used to it at that time. But I'm sure with some time, you, you'll get really used to it. I, I like the formula that you got there, and you got to think about it a little bit. You got to manage your, your, your party members um, accordingly. Yeah. So I, I like it, yeah. It, from what I played out yeah. back then, I really liked it. Now it must be super refined, so... It is yeah. very fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I played
2: the demo as well years back. I'm like, okay, I'm going to back this game. And this thus far has been the first and thus far only game I've ever kickstarted. I think it actually was on Indiegogo. But it's the only game so far that I've backed because it was close to the end of the campaign. And it was going to fail. It didn't make enough money. Mm-hmm. Like, how is this possible? This is Lab Zero. Are you got, Did you not see Skullgirls? Like, come on, give them money. So... I donated enough to get the digital copy of the game, and mm-hmm. I don't regret it because it's amazing. Yeah, uh, Like I said, all the characters pass the silhouette test, which is the idea where if you took a character and just showed their silhouette, you should be able to pick them out of a lineup. Like, I know what that character is. And this is a uh, methodology that's used a lot by Blizzard. Uh, a lot of their races in uh, World of Warcraft have to pass that test for pvp reasons and it's used a lot by valve if you look at tf2 all those characters were put through the silhouette test if you just see their outlines like okay i know that's the scout i know that's the heavy i I know who these people are and it was important so you could know who's coming around the corner yeah but here it's just like so people have personality and it's just like they look great every character plays differently like uh you might have... There's a character I just picked up. I forget his name, but he's sort of like a gunslinger type character. He's got a revolver, and he only shoots five bullets, which is a, is part of his story, which is like, he will shoot five bullets, but the sixth bullet in the chamber is reserved for like this one person he wants revenge on, which is so cool. Uh, but he has a mechanic where he can shoot his gun once, or he can just keep tapping and shoot all the bullets, but you have to make sure to reload, because if you try to attack again without his bullets in there it's not going to do anything Uh, there's a character the pirate queen where she will plunder from people she will steal their stuff and then she can shoot it out of her cannon to do more damage they all play differently there's a lot of hidden tech Uh, you know there's a way like I want to make sure to do this attack this attack this attack and this attack with this character in this order so I can maximize the damage and get like a hidden move right um, for those who don't know, the game plays like, I'm told, Valkyrie Profile, yeah. mm-hmm. where you have a party of four, and each character is mapped to a certain face button. So your top character will always be controlled with the Y button, or the triangle button, depending on what control you're using. And it makes for a really dynamic system. It's amazing. I highly recommend it to everybody. I do wish it had some RPG, more RPG elements, like... Uh, I would love to get new weapons. I would love to pick those up, but they're not in the game. There's no items. There's no potions. There's no armor. There's nothing you can equip. Mm -hmm. You just go into the battle with what you have on your character. So, In that regard, it's a little bit limiting, but there's a lot of hidden tech in there. There's a lot to be seen. It's an amazing game. I love it already. Uh, It's a contender for game of the year for me. But then again, it's been kind of a, a dry... Years so far,
0: yeah. Uh, I, but very cool. I, the only thing I'll yeah. say before we move on to Tim, um, if you're interested in, in other games that are kind of um, not under the radar, but they are, they're set in you know different kind of areas that we don't see often in video games. You know, so Invisible mm-hmm. is set in in this Indonesian kind of culture cultural mindset. I would recommend looking into a game that was announced this year at E3. It's called Chris Tales. C-R-I-S space T-A-L-E-S called Chris Tales. Mm. And it's set in South America. I know it's very different, right? South America and Indonesia. But it's pretty cool in that the screen is always um, set in uh, past, present, and future. So you'll always be able Mm. to see the past, present, and future at all times. Uh, and there are RPG elements like um, uh, like you could you, – well, in the, in the overworld, there are RPG elements where you would do something in the past. Like you could jump into the past, and then you could see it have an effect in real time in the present and in the future. So, yeah, it's a pretty cool mechanic. And then, of course, there are actual um, battle – the that kind of concept – translates into the battle sequences too so you can get a foe and send the foe into the future like so for one instance there was a boss fight and one of the characters threw like a water spell on their shield and then the other Mm -hmm. character put them into the future so that their shield got rusted and then in the future they were able to fight them and destroy the the shield you know what I'm saying so it, it, yeah. it's just it's a really cool concept that you, that makes you think out of the box and you know I differ but I I won't go on about it because this is completely different but <laughs> but uh just you know uh something to keep in mind if you're into you know RPGs that are a little different uh, and uh that are depicted in that are set in different cultures. Uh Tim yeah. what have you been playing what have you been watching this week? B.
1: Uh, I guess I've been actually watching a few things. to Bring up quick, I guess. Um, watched a bit of The Flash. Oh, uh, Netflix. Um, mm-hmm. it's the I think it's like the fifth season now, but um. Wow. Yeah, it isn't. It's one of those things where, like, I always hear people like, you know, it's like, oh, it's like. Not a great show, and and I mean, in some ways, that's that's kind of true. Like, um <laughs> yeah, like they've had like so. so you, the Flash is about you know, it's a superhero thing, and the Flash is like a, a speedster. It's about Batman. Runs super fast. Um mm-hmm. And it seems like for most of the seasons, they've had like like the first season they had like a villainous speedster it's like okay and then the next season they had a villainous speedster it's like okay and oh. the next season was another villainous speedster Whoa, <laughs> that's a surprise they, i don't know what about the flash but i know
2: he had like one villainous speedster i don't know if he had i didn't know he had like more than one yeah oh they, wow
1: it did that a couple times and it's, well it's also kind of funny because like it's a, like in the like intro um thing where like Barry's talking like the main character called Barry who's the Flash he is telling the viewer like I'm the fastest man alive and then that starts to become like are you? are you buddy? <laughs> it's like well except you? for that guy uh, and and that guy, and and this other guy, but uh, yeah. I'm still I'm still okay. I'm like fourth fastest. Other than
2: the, I'm the fastest hero. <laughs> oh, there are other yeah, flashes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: Oh, oh shoot. Uh, well I'm I'm the fastest guy named Barry. <laughs> so forgive me if I'm wrong, but I feel like the Flash's villains are like all somehow. Like the Flash, like there's like, refer, reverse Flash, and then there's like Dark Flash, and then there's like Super Flash, and then Shadow the Flash, right? Am that's, I wrong? That's here? not totally wrong. I can't, I can't tell how many of those <laughs> right? are fake. Or like.
2: I know Reverse Flash is real, yeah, but I, real. the rest of them, like,
0: is he making those up? Are those? I, I don't deviant art OCs. I don't know. Are, are, no, is 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 Super is like um you know Dark Flash a thing? Or is that uh, is that it, one wrong?
1: Uh, yes and no.
0: You see, <laughs> I'm I'm telling you, like they're all based on the Flash, dude. Like they're all like just Flash, but like Shadow Flash. That's it. He does have some villains that
2: exist to counter his speed. So he has Captain Cold, who can like freeze his legs. Yeah. Oh, there's Count Vertigo, who can like make him super dizzy, and he can't run very oh, well. Fuck. Uh, there's Trickster or the prankster or something like that. I can't remember. Oh yeah, pretty much nothing. One of
0: them gives him athlete's foot. The other one gives (laughs) makes his feet smell. Exactly. (laughs) But it's like Flash needs people who can counter his speed because depending
2: on who's writing it, Flash's speed is god tier power. Like he could just solve all the world's problems in a second. Like I remember in um, I think it was the the graphic novel Kingdom Come. It was sort of like set a little bit in the future. Uh, and Star City, which I believe Star City is where the Flash is located. Star City has become like a utopia. There's no crime. There's no accidents. There's no accidents or deaths, Because Flash just spends his life speeding around the city, fixing everything before it can become a problem. And so there's just a red blur everywhere. People are just like, okay, yeah, fine. That's fine. That's the Flash. He does that.
0: Huh. Anyway, Tim, have you been enjoying The Flash?
1: No, I mean, it's one, like, I personally enjoy it, you know. Um, okay. Even parts that are like, <laughs> uh, it, like the other day, one thing that... I'm sorry we just funny.
0: made fun of your show. <laughs> I didn't mean to. No, no, I, no. I was just no, please, you know, that, pointing it out. That's fine.
1: I make fun of it all the time. Uh, but like, one thing was like, they were fighting this one villain... And at some point, they, like, they did something that, you know, it's, like, to stop her. And, you know, they always say about, like, you know, show, don't tell and stuff like that. And um, Mm -hmm. after the flash, like, she she had, like, a staff or something, and he, like, took it away. And then she literally said, oh, I'm so mad. (laughs) (laughs) It's just, like, okay.
2: I... I am mad that you've done this to me. I've beca- I become—I was once happy and now I am upset because of the actions you took that affected me, Yeah, Flash.
1: It's like, <laughs> I, you didn't cool have things. to say that. I, I kind of got that. Just express it with your face. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well,
1: that's
2: the CW for yeah. it because The Flash and a lot of the other DC shows originate on the CW, which their target audience isn't... The most refined, I guess. A lot of the shows (laughs) are enjoyable. Like, I used to watch Supernatural until they just... Like, around season five, they hit, like, the peak of what they could combat. Because every season, they have to fight something bigger and badder than the last one. But by season five, it's like, okay, where do you go from here? And they're like, I don't know, we'll just keep doing this. And they're like, season 14 now, it's...
0: I still exist. Same, that thing,
2: Supernatural. Yeah, really. Oh man. Okay. I think it's on its final season, maybe. But yeah, Flash is part of that whole CW. I think it's part of the same universe, like Arrow and Black Lightning. I think is one.
0: Oh, and Batgirl. I think. Bat Batwoman's, Batwoman. Yeah, she's she's starting out now. Oh, yay! I I've never seen any of these shows. Would you? What else did you watch, Tim?
1: Uh, let's see. Oh, I um, I actually started watching the third season of Thirteen Reasons Why. What is that so? That means they're up to thirty-nine reasons.
2: Twenty, thirty-nine <laughs> reasons why.
1: <laughs> yeah. 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 I guess so. I think that's another show that people are like in a different way that had a problem with um i think yeah. and i think that was just down to like how they like portrayed mental health
2: mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. and the writing and the that's acting. yes that's true but you know mind hunters on netflix is too right i didn't you could watch that
1: what's that about you
2: should watch that that's about uh the formation of serial killer hunting the two FBI agents sort of developed a methodology for detecting serial killers and they interview serial killers who are in prison.
1: Hmm.
2: It's made by um David Fincher, who did things like Seven and Zodiac. Hmm.
0: Yeah, and I-, after- I-, I wanted to watch the first episode of Mindhunter, but then I saw it was an hour long and I was like, I can't do this. this- <laughs> sure you can I couldn't do it no I I had something else to do after so I was like I I can't do this right now but I do want to watch it it does seem interesting but how's 13 reasons why Tim Uh,
1: I mean I've been enjoying it so far Um, I I don't know if I can really speak to like um, how well it's like maybe improved it's been a while since I've Seen the other two seasons, but I know I've been enjoying what I've been given of it, so probably just keep along with that. That's what's important. Yeah.
2: You know, regardless of quality, as long as you enjoy it, yeah, it has value. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: And then uh, moving onto what I've played, I have I've done it. I have beat Borderlands three. Did you beat it? Woo! Took me like. Over a hundred hours or so, <laughs> um, and I think my conclusion in terms of the story is that I am disappointed,
0: Whoa. unfortunately. Whoa. Dang. Yeah, <laughs> it just—they
1: yeah. didn't. I guess it felt like the villains fell flat for me. Uh, they Didn't have
2: when I saw the villains. I'm like, oh, those are cool designs. When I realized what, when I read what their gimmick was, I said, oh, no, <laughs> <laughs> they're they're just
1: they're Twitch streamers, basically gone evil. I, I mean, I oh. I kind of like it. in concept. I think that could be a cool idea. I just I don't like in
2: concept. It could. It's it's new. Yeah,
1: I just they're they're but
2: it reeks of fellow. <laughs>
1: yeah and they just there were things they could have i felt like they could have done with it that 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 they didn't go with and explore enough um mm-hmm. like you don't really you don't really get to know them they're just kind of like annoying <laughs>
2: like not like handsome jack where oh no he was a constant presence, yeah. but you did get to get some insight into his his character and his history throughout Borderlands 2. So, and of course pre sequel
1: like really expanded upon that yeah absolutely yeah it would have been nice to have like I mean you know it's like I feel like some people were like given that we had handsome jack they were already even before the game came out they were like prejudging the villains like oh they're they're, they're trash and it's like well let's let's give it a chance yeah. give it a chance they have to be their own thing. Mm-hmm. We don't want another Handsome yeah, right. Jack. they got to do their own thing. But I don't, I don't think they explored their concept enough, which is too bad.
2: Yeah. To, to their credit, it's a tough act to follow. Handsome Jack's yeah. just great. Everyone loved him.
0: it's mm-hmm. been ten years, right? Almost ten years? So seven years. They had, they had to go somewhere new. Se, seven years, so they had to go somewhere new, I would think. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. But did they have to go to Twitch streamers?
0: hey man it's a good concept like you said so I, they could have gone very generic much more generic direction so I guess so in terms of what I've been playing what I've been watching I have not been playing anything surprise surprise <laughs> last week I did, I played too much so I, now I have to take a break <laughs> uh, no, I did see uh, My Hero Academia season 4 episode 1 and it's good it's kind of a filler episode which is weird for the premiere of a fourth season but i'd say like filler slash recap episode um they, they you don't typically do that in anime but it was a good episode um they kind of
2: they do that all the time in
0: anime what are you they talking? don't start seasons that way Typically. Oh, you don't start seasons no. that way. Yeah, that's true. They, they don't typically start seasons that way. I mean, obviously, the concept of a filler episode is nothing new, right? But, um, mm-hmm. yeah, they. It, I, it was just strange, especially for, for my uh, an anime the size of My Hero Academia. Um, it's super popular, so, you know, I, I, was, I was really expecting to be jumping into the action right away, but that wasn't the case. In any that's case, um, no, but it wasn't bad. And they kind of the way they staged it was really well and um, it, it seems like from the preview and from little tidbits here and there that it's going to be a pretty action-packed episode uh, season considering how Overhaul is going to be in this and uh, his quirk is amazing he has like one of the best powers in the entire universe um, and then I believe Aerie is her name, she's going to be introduced and she has probably the most powerful quirk known to you know in existence so it's just it's going to be super super cool and I'm really looking forward to it the manga was just so good um, in in this arc so I really hope that they kind of deliver in, in that respect and that's it that's, that's pretty much everything we've been playing everything we've been watching this week moving on to the news I'm going to start with a big one this week We're gonna start with PlayStation Five. It got announced, and it got some specs were detailed. So first and foremost, Holiday 2020. Surprise, surprise! It's gonna be out probably in November in 2020, Uh, October, November, let's say, right? Um, There's gonna be a ray tracing. Yeah, Yeah, right. Uh, There's gonna be ray tracing, acceleration, GPU hardware, physical games, uh, 100 gig optical discs, all that good stuff. 4K Blu-ray player. Um, Some stuff that's a little, uh, I'd say, maybe interesting uh, are that you can kind of install parts of a game. Um, You could choose which parts of a game you install first. So if you want to do the single-player campaign, you can install that first. If you want to jump right into multiplayer, you can install that first while the single-player campaign is either loading in the background or um, it's going to load at a different time. Another interesting part is that they're revamping the the user interface, so it's no longer going to be that. Uh, I forget what it's. I forget the terminology exactly, but it's basically like a wheel. Not a wheel. Um, a. It's guys, terrible. Guys, guys. I know it is. It's terrible. Well, what? The, how do you call it? It's basically like a line right now, and you just go down it the is. assembly line and you just pick it out, right?
2: I would. Uh, liking it to like tabs on a browser. Yeah, there you go. Like, you know, you or like folders almost. There you know? go. Glorified folders. Like I'm going to go over to the entertainment apps
0: folder. Here's there the
2: games folder. That kind of feel. Yeah,
0: and they say they, it, they're going to revamp it. Um, interesting to see what they do there. If they're going to go like more in the Xbox direction, which it sounds like they will. Or what they're going to do. Bring back PlayStation Home.
2: do that yeah i like i I never got to enjoy that i like playstation home i didn't have a
0: ps3 but i'm like that looks neat and they're like we're gonna get rid of it because no one likes it i'm like what it it was a it was a nice experiment i liked it last thing i want to go over is the controller it has adaptive triggers so you can kind of feel the the shooting of a bow you can the the tension of pulling the arrow back uh you can feel like a machine gun kind of shooting off those bullets. It's not gonna—they're not gonna do the rumble feature, the kind of generic, uh, you know, sensation there. HD rumble. Yeah, exactly. It's gonna be much okay. more kind of uh, immersive, uh, and the speaker is gonna be improved too. So, you know, when you're shooting off a gun, maybe you hear the, the gunshots through the speaker, and it's gonna, you know, feel more like you're actually have a gun in your hand and you're actually using this thing. Um, and then, very, very last thing. Bluepoint Games is actually working on a big title for PS5. And this is the studio that made Shadow of the Colossus remake for PS4. Really interesting mm-hmm. to see what they're doing there. Um, there's, there was a rumor that they might be working on Dr- The Legend of Dragoon, like a big remake on that for PS5. That would be amazing. Don't tease me now. So amazing. I love that game. Yeah. Tim, what do you make of all this PlayStation 5 news?
1: No, this sounds like... <laughs> like uh, the whole user feedback improvement stuff, that sounds really cool. I like, I mean... It does, in, right? Yeah. It, at least, you know, I don't know how it'll come out, but in theory it sounds really, really cool. Um, and this article that that we have here, it's talking about, like, depending on, um, like, different surfaces you're traveling on, like, if you're in, like, water, you feel, like, the resistance of that, or if you're, like, in mud, you feel, like... You're slogging along, and and yeah. some way, and that that's really cool if they can somehow really implement that into the, like the controller to make the player feel that from the mm-hmm. game. Mm-hmm. I really like the idea, and maybe like you couple that with VR, it could be some really cool experiences there as exactly. well. Exactly.
2: Yeah, I was gonna say that the feature of the controller is cool enough as it is, but you couple that with like VR you really will get immersed because mm-hmm. just, you know, you see the things in VR, it's like, okay, cool, I'm here. But you still know you're pressing buttons to shoot that gun. But if you can actually feel the tension of a bowstring as you press the trigger,
0: mm-hmm. oh,
1: that, that's going to have a lot. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty yeah I'm dope. really interested to
0: see that. Yeah, that's that's really cool.
1: The idea of installing, like, pieces of games is pretty cool, especially, like, you know, in this age where games can be so big. Like, uh... I think the yeah. the upcoming uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare game is 150 gigabytes. Just monsters. There's no reason for that. <laughs> that's
2: yikes. That's insane. <laughs> wow. 150. Yeah.
1: Gigabytes. Good God. So it's pretty cool. I think.
0: Mm, very cool. Uh, Sean, what do you make of all this PlayStation Five news?
2: Uh, I'm pretty excited. Um, I was gonna, you know, pay attention to a PlayStation Five announce uh, all the games and stuff like that. Anyway, and it will still come down to whether or not the games that come out is whether or not I'll get it. But the stuff like the haptic feedback controller is really cool. Uh, I guarantee you, they're gonna have a mandate saying you have to have an option to turn that off if players don't like it because moving in water is has more moving in mud is more resistance. Yeah, that's cool, but. Already going slower is going to annoy players just by meeting mud. Now you're adding another layer to that it's more realistic but people people are gonna be like. No, Someone's gonna
0: complain I about it. I mean if people complain yeah. about the lights on the controllers, on the PS4 controllers, people yeah. are gonna complain about this. Come on. It,
2: yeah, that light that no one can see yeah. that's actually holding the controller. Yeah, exactly. Um I I think the feature of being able to install different parts of the game over others is very interesting. You know, they, they had an example where like you can install the full game, play the campaign, and then once you're done with it, just uninstall the single player to make room for other things. Mm-hmm. I feel like this is a feature tailor-made for Call of Duty players because Interesting. Call of Duty, as far as I know, still comes with like a single-player campaign. But I guarantee you, most people playing that game aren't playing it for the single player. They're getting it just for the multiplayer. So of like, course, I don't care about single pl- stories or
1: acting. Shut Do up. Uninstall. There was at least one uh, God that didn't have a single player, I think. I, I can't remember Last which Last year's
0: Black Ops 4's Black Op, 4 yes. Black yeah. Op 4.
1: And people, yeah. there were decent people who weren't, who weren't actually happy about that.
2: I do remember that a little bit. Yeah, I, I think I more remember people saying, okay, well, if you don't have a single player, is it going to be a full-priced game? And they said, "Well, yeah." And they said, "Well, yeah." The logic was they
0: they replaced the single player campaign with battle royale mode. That was that was the argument. So, but
2: uh, I like the idea of the SSD um, allowing for developers to do two different things. They had two examples saying like developers can either use this way to reduce space to make a more gorgeous and. Detailed game that can fit on your hard drive, or they can choose to just add more features that they wouldn't have been able to fit in otherwise. So that's pretty neat. I'm excited. It needs Bloodborne too. <laughs> that's it needs God of War too. It, that's gonna and come. It needs yeah Spider Man. That's too. gonna come. And I think that's all I would need. To justify getting a PlayStation Five, yeah, uh, maybe Persona Six would be cool. It's gonna come eventually too. Given how long Persona Five took to come out, you know, I'm not gonna hold my breath for the sixth entry. I mean, it. it
0: yeah, I'm happy about a new UI too. I yeah I the, the all this stuff you know the the interesting I think the most interesting part about it is how you know Sony is. Releasing all this information through an article through Wired, you know, um, it's not mm-hmm. something that typically has happened. I I can't remember them doing this since maybe PlayStation Three era, and that was maybe f- how many years ago? Like fifteen years ago now, um, mm-hmm. when they were when they were first teasing the PlayStation Three. So it, you know, it, it's just a weird kind of way to to market your product i guess or or at least in this stage this day and age when we have you know robust social channels robust websites etc etc you know you have your own stuff why not just do it through there through the playstation blog i mean makes most sense most sense um but that being said either way it'll get picked up by other
2: publications mm -hmm. it's rewritten and, and told ad nauseum so
0: t- t- it's almost like mm-hmm. the, the channel you choose doesn't
2: matter so much right like the, it's going to get picked up and and about
0: yeah the reason why i think they're doing it this way why they're releasing all this information now through whatever channels they want is because they're trying to kind of get this stuff out of the way and then just focus on the games next year do you see what I'm saying? That'd be great. Because I think that that's that's their marketing approach is like they're going to continue this for the gamers type of thing because it was so successful for the PS4, right? So they're going to go, okay, let's do for the gamers now on the PS5, and let's show them, you know, the Bloodborne five. Let's show them the Horizon Zero Dawn two. Let's show them the God of War two. I mean, honestly, I don't think there's going to be a Bloodborne two or uh, a God of War two. It's too early for for those, but like. Horizon Zero Dawn 2, very possible. I could see that coming out. Maybe launch, maybe release, uh, launch window uh, game. I guarantee God of War 2 will come out eventually. Oh, of course. The way that story ends.
2: So, like, it doesn't end on a cliffhanger, but it ends on enough of, like, Mm -hmm. there's room to continue this journey. Without a doubt. Whereas Bloodborne kind of is like, okay, that's like a self-contained thing. They don't necessarily need to do a Bloodborne to mm-hmm. to justify carrying on the story. Right. Like, God, I want one.
0: Without a doubt. I, 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 I agree just... with you 100%. I, I There's going to be another God of War. I mean, it's very obvious. There's going to be another oh, yeah. uh, Spider-Man. Very obvious, especially now that you know uh, Sony owns uh, Insomniac. It, it, come on. Uh, I, I just want to see what they're going to do for the games, because they're not stupid. They know that the games sell the system. Especially nowadays, where everything's you know, PlayStation now they have PlayStation now, and that was announced. Um, God of War was going to be on the on PlayStation now, and I think Spider Man, no, Uncharted Four, right? So now they're dipping into the PC space. They know PC is inevitable. They just want to. They need to market themselves in a way, in such a way that says you need a PlayStation Five because you can't get these games anywhere else. Um, so mm-hmm. I, I just. I, I really do believe that in 2020 we're going to see them kind of really going all out. Hey, you know, you can get Last of Us Part Two Enhanced Edition on PlayStation 5. Boom, right away. No questions asked, you know. You can get Ghost of Shush- Tsushima on PlayStation 5, you know. Boom, Death Stranding on PlayStation 5. You know what I'm saying? I keep forgetting that game is a thing. Which one? Ghost of... Tsushima? Sh- 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 Tsushima? Tsushima, yeah. because there was only one trailer for it. Oh, two. And that was it. It yeah. It I can't wait for that game. Oh my god, it's so cool. <laughs> um. But but yeah. Like I, I just I just really want to see what they're doing because if they're really releasing this much information now, you know, it only it only bodes well for the future. Uh. Mm-hmm. Moving on to delays. This delay um, is uh, in regards to Doom Eternal. Super, super highly anticipated game that was supposed to come out in 2019, in this November. It's been pushed back to March 20th, unfortunately. Still the same platforms. Um, it's going to come out for Stadia 2. It's going to release for Switch eventually. Uh, they did mention that there's going to be a, I think this is a new mode, an invasion mode, which allows a player to go into another player's game as a demon. I think that's pretty cool, and that's going to be a free update after launch. Uh, Doom 64 is going to be like a pre-order bonus if you pre-order Doom Eternal. Um, so, uh, you know, it, it's bad news, but is it really bad news? What do you guys think, Sean?
2: This is a bummer. Yeah, really? Okay. When I read it, I mean, I don't begrudge them for having to delay it. I know, I mean, looking at this game, it was like, okay, this game... Has got some beef to it. They need to make sure to polish it, and there's going to be probably a lot of problems. Uh, furthermore, you know, ID, its software is doing this, but I believe it software is owned by Bethesda right now. Yeah, so they are. I don't think Bethesda can really afford letting another big budget title come out being super buggy. Mm-hmm. They can't. They can't continue that uh, uh, image any longer. So. I, I don't begrudge a developer for having to delay a game. This is a big delay, though. This is not like, hey, it's going to come out the month after. This is like next year and three months in the next year. This is a, what, a five-month delay? Mm. Uh I was really looking forward to playing this game this year. I was like, oh, I can't wait to play it. And I was like, no, nope, we're going to, it's next year. And it's like, oh. Yeah. Um, so... Again, I don't. I don't begrudge them for having to do this. It's. I'm still upset about mm-hmm. it. I don't think I'm allowed to be upset that. Yeah. No. The thing that I want mm-hmm. can't be mine for another five months. Mm-hmm. That's very uh, understandable.
0: That's a very understandable sentiment. I, like I, I get it yeah. though. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. And I had to look up um, when Cyberpunk is supposed to come out next year, and it's coming out in like mid-April. So I'm like, I really hope they don't try to like release these things too close it's, together it's, because it's
0: going to be a mess. Spring is going to be such a mess. <laughs> Tim, what do you make of Doom Eternal's delay? I mean,
1: I don't know. I, I feel like it's all the better for them, the devs. You know, try to yeah. make it as good as they can. Um, and it seems like the community is on board with that as well, which is nice understanding of that. So
2: mm-hmm. I say... This also helps them avoid uh, crunch, which yes, is always good. Yes,
1: yeah, absolutely. So... I you mean, know, it, it,
0: mm-hmm.
1: no, just that, you know, like, I mean, I don't plan to get it, but obviously for people who do, it's like, oh man, but mm-hmm. that's, I think that's the best case scenario and it not but, being like a but, bad game that people be like, I mean, oh man, it, though. what the frick, yeah. it's so bad. So
2: yeah, Doom 2016 was so good. You should
1: play that. Mm. I might, I might now, eventually, I don't know
0: i I mean it doesn't it doesn't have loot but it's it's so good <laughs> yeah, it is a great game
2: doom guy is the boogeyman of hell that's so damn gen- cool demons have stories, but like you know make sure to eat your broccoli or doom guy will come and eviscerate you like that's literally to t- play it
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes,
1: <laughs> all right well now I have to
0: <laughs> yeah don't get eviscerated, please Tim you have to play it. We don't want you to get yeah. Uh yeah. yeah, as far as what I think, I, you know, I, I, looking at the reaction online, I don't feel like it was too negative. I feel like a lot of people are like, "Oh, all right," you know. Like, I feel like that yeah. that was that was really the consensus because there's just so much coming out. I mean, in November we have, well, in October alone, this month alone, we have Call of Duty, right? And then we had Ghost Recon Breakpoint. Uh, what am I missing?
1: The Outer Worlds is coming out. The, the, the World. Outer
0: Worlds is coming out. Oh, yeah. Uh, and in November, we have Death Stranding. We have... Oh, yeah. Uh, what else do we have in November? We have a lot. Guys, what do we have in November? Uh, Pokemon's coming oh, out. Oh, yeah, Pokemon uh, and other stuff, too. You know, So it's just... Eh, Shamu Three, hello, you know Star Wars Jedi: Fallen Order. That's a big one. That's a huge one. That's gonna make so much money. So you know, like it's just, it's just. I don't blame them. And uh, like you said, Sean, that given Bethesda's recent track record, I think they want to avoid as much controversy as they can. uh, Mm -hmm. With with Doom Eternal, this is something that at E three this year. I mean, this won all the accolades, like everything. People love this, the preview build of this game, so they really want to deliver on it, and I don't, you know, I I really want to see them deliver on it too because it has a lot of promise, and you know, they they really need a a big win, for sure. Bethesda needs a big win, so I I don't see this as too much of a bad thing. We're gonna have plenty. the, the 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 worst part about it is that it's gonna be in March, and I feel like it might be a little drawn out. Then, because we have last was part two in February, the end of February. Um, hmm. We have, I think it's releasing on the same day as Animal Crossing, which Jesus. Well, and then there's not a lot of overlap with Doom
2: fans and Animal Crossing fans. You'd be surprised. I mean, I'm, in <laughs> that, I'm in that overlap. I'll admit, I'm in the overlap. I'm. A, I, I want to play Doom Eternal and I want to play Animal Crossing. But you know, we well, gotta. Re- yeah, I know. I know. You
1: gotta retire to your. <laughs> Little homely island after slaying the demons.
0: (laughs) Exactly, I deserve rest. That's just that's a really that's a really that's gonna be a really funny day. Both of those games coming out at the same time, and then you have Cyberpunk that's coming out around the same time, and then Ring a Ding Ding. Don't forget Final Fantasy VII remake. Holy shit, that's coming out in March too. In March. Farts. That's. That's gonna. That's a packed year. That's gonna be. That's like 2017. I remember
2: 2017 was like a, a hallmark year in terms of game releases. Like, a
0: had some real bangers just up front and throughout the years. Like, yeah, this, this year one after the great. other, and and yeah, Final Fantasy VII remake. The first part of it releases March third, 2020. I mean, this is not. <laughs> this is this is going to be a crisis. I'm already freaking out a little bit about it. So uh Yeah, I I can hear my wallet whimpering. Yeah. It's just like no oh, come man. On. It's, it's, it's gonna be crazy. Anyway, before I have a uh a panic attack, let's move on to uh enhanced portals. This is a Enchanted interesting portals. game. <laughs> what? Rejected portal <laughs> No, it's uh, um
1: called Enchanted Portals. Oh, is just, it what did I say? Enhanced <laughs> you said enhanced,
0: enhanced Portals. It's so forgettable that <laughs> <laughs> I forgot what the name. i'm sorry enchanted portals uh so this is basically cuphead what do you (laughs) that's all i say about it uh sean do you have anything to say about enchanted portals in the industry of games there's very often you hear about clones halo
2: clone gta clone dark souls clone that kind of thing this goes beyond clones. <laughs> Even though a clone is supposed to be a one to one representation of the original. This is. This is a bummer because, like, you look at the trailer and you're like, I'm looking at Cuphead. Yeah. that's I'm looking at Cuphead, possibly animated in Flash because you can kind of. Some of, like, the animations of, like, the bullets, especially, look kind of like mm-hmm. flashy. Uh. But you look at the artistic work that went into designing yeah. these bosses and animating them. And it's like, this is not just some cheap knockoff from China that's like just going to be slapped on the mobile. And they just want to get as much money as they can before they get taken down. This took work. Yeah. But it's very clearly just Cuphead. Yeah. Like, they really doomed themselves to this because... The response is almost unanimous, which is, I mean, you look at the like-dislike ratio. It's not, It doesn't have as many dislikes as you might think for something as... Uh, <laughs> I'm looking at the YouTube thing, and whenever you look at like a YouTube video of like, a game, it'll tell you the game, the name of the game in like, a little box on the bottom. Mm-hmm. So for Enchanted Portals, the oh game, it says, this is Cuphead. Really? <laughs> looking at a Cuphead that's, video. That's yeah. funny. No. <laughs> Is
0: that really? This, oh my god. You know, you can do
2: homages, you can even do rip offs and people will look the other way enough. But this feels like It's bad. You you have a suit, a lawsuit on your hands if yeah. if the developers of Cuphead really wanted a suit, because this is blatant. This is aggressive yeah. taken away from Cuphead. Like wow. Mm. And yet, the artists that worked on this did an amazing job. They did, yeah. So it's like, shit, does their work all for nothing? Yeah. I hope they got paid up front, and they're not just working on like a percentage
0: of the profits. Mm. Because I don't know if this game's gonna do very well. Mm. Uh, Tim, what do you make of Enchanted Portals? It's such a
1: weird situation. I mean, it has just about everything from Cophead. It's like Yep. You know, people you can you know, you can take a page from something but this like basically almost took the whole book from Cuphead.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. Um yeah. down to obviously the art style and like the mechanics, but even like the animations as well and stuff like that. Where yeah. it's where it's just yeah, like
0: yeah.
1: oh Oh, that's 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 kind of that's basically cuphead
0: yeah
2: which is weird because like cuphead had the animation that it did because it was based on a certain uh, era of animation mm-hmm. but you look at some of the designs of these characters and bosses like they're not I don't know if they're trying to do that
0: mm mm-hmm. yeah. it, it's confusing so mm-hmm. that's that's the thing like what's the theme of this game because it's it doesn't seem like there's a theme about it, and that leads me to believe that they saw Cuphead and just made Cuphead. Do you know what I'm saying? Because I was giving I, I was willing, thing? I was, I was willing to give the game the benefit of the doubt here and say, okay, you know, they this was in development before they knew Cuphead was a thing, and you know, it just so happened that these two ideas kind of coincided at the same time. You know, that's a very unfortunate circumstance, but that being said, yeah. you know, they could have cuz don't remember don't forget Cuphead took a long time to release. That yeah. took a while. Oh, yeah. So, you know, long. so they could have just looked at that game and said, "Hey, the developers behind this game are taking so long. Let's just make it ourselves and then make their money." You know, yeah. they they were maybe like saying, "Let's let's make this game, push it out before that game comes out and then yeah. reap the profits." You know? It it, it, is, it a, is an interesting kind of thing to think about. Yeah. You can there is damning evidence in the trailer alone that says
2: like they stole from Cuphead because mm-hmm. you go to like uh a minute 35 into the trailer that's linked with this and at, on the top of the roof with the little devils is a green dragon. Yeah. That is taken straight from Cuphead. That's the dragon boss.
0: Is it Like really? it looks exactly like
2: it. Wow. That is huh. And they had a neat idea. It looks like like they, these two uh, wizard kids are like going into different worlds, like different storybook worlds. Like mm-hmm. they're going into modern times, and the future, and space, and a graveyard, a yeah. fantasy world, and
0: under all these different places. But it's like, shit. Yeah, but still, you know, like I just don't. I I do feel like it's a little bit of a mishmash. Like if they really wanted to convey that idea, I thought they would have put more time and. Effort and research, especially into it, and they maybe would have done this nineteen, what is it, nineteen twenties aesthetic, and then they would have done like a different like nineteen sixties aesthetic. They would have been done like a, you know, Batman the animated series aesthetic. You know, like different types of cartoon aesthetics. You know, you're you're jumping from one kind of universe to another. I thought that would have been something that could have you know uh, made it stand out with uh, from from Cuphead. It just—it's a really strange game. i i, I don't understand Here, the business logic behind it. That—that's
2: here's a weird thing.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
2: I—you know—I'm looking at the 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 um, description of the video, the YouTube video, and it has links to different things. Um, his Twitter says it's Ho Top Studio. It's an independent studio which makes 2D video games and 2D animation plus YouTube videos, yada yada yada. Mm-hmm. But you look at his Patreon. And it just has a picture of
1: Cuphead.
0: Oh no! Really? He, he
2: also has zero patrons, patrons, and zero dollars. Wait, a month.
1: what's what's the uh, dev's name? Uh, Ho Top
2: Studio. I'll, I'll link it in the Discord. No, um, the patron. Like, did they did this guy work on Cuphead? Is that why the animation looks so similar? Oh, because no. he he worked on Cuphead. Oh wow! There's there's a bigger story here, dude. Oh I, I, man, this is this is weird too. Because this seems like a new Patreon page. Because like he only has one tier, one dollar a month. Yeah. To support it, there's no. He hasn't made any posts on this thing. Huh.
0: Oh, wow, this is
1: weird. Well, if you
0: go to his uh, his Twitter. It's Hotop, H-O-T-O-P, right? Yeah,
2: Hotop. Gaming with like a uppercase G at the end.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Wait, he has like he has like no followers on Twitter. Is this it's so strange?
1: It is the the hmm. YouTube thing we have here is this actually the dev or is this just a person who's gonna play the game?
2: I mean this. This is the uh, the trailer that I got from like the official announcement of this oh. game. So I assume this is the official thing. Because in the description, yet, uh, he's like,
1: "What do you think, guys? I just want to play it and see how it feels in terms of difficulty."
0: That sounds no, like it, that's because that sounds like it's to, just a
1: person who plays games on YouTube. No, if you like
0: go to his Twitter, dev. if you go if you go to his Twitter, it's at Masky Gamer one two three. It says Hotop Studio is an independent studio which makes three D video games and three two D video games and two D animation plus YouTube videos. Hope you enjoy them. Also, we got three YouTube channels. Um, I I think Tim is right. Like I looked it up on YouTube. Um, there is another
2: trailer. Uh, I don't know how to pronounce it. It's like XIXO Game Studio. Oh, you think it's uh, that like this. I hmm. think they're the ones who actually made. Okay, which is weird. No, never mind. Um, But yeah, you go to their Twitter and they're like, "It's like at Play Enchanted." Okay, and in their in their description says, "Enchanted Portals is a cooperative two D platform made by uh, Xio Game Studio, a Spanish studio of two people." And in the uh, YouTube description says, we are both avid fans of Cuphead and wanted to make a similar game. Well, you certainly oh. did that. But always from a place of love, respect, and admiration for the original. Oof. And they they want to put this on Kickstarter uh, at the end of October.
0: Oh, uh, You
2: look at the like-dislike on this yeah. video and it's yeah, yeah, way yeah. worse. Oh, uh, Oh, man. They made a similar game to Cuphead for sure, but... The problem is they didn't do enough new yeah. with the formula. Like they have certainly new looking bosses in some cases, but gameplay is way too similar.
0: Shit, man! Wow. Well, okay, so that yeah, that's my bad for thinking that the YouTube yeah uh, link was. In any case, it, there's a, there's a story here. I mean, it seems like the intention wasn't, hey, we like Cuphead, and We wanted just because obviously this was this had to be in development before Cuphead even released. I mean, Cuphead released what last year, even if Cuphead released two years ago. Like, I'm sure it started development after Cuphead was
2: announced, though.
0: Yeah, after it was announced, but still, you have every intention to copy something that already exists. You know what I'm saying? Like, it just doesn't feel unique. It, It just like even if you know you just want to do a fan tribute, it's not. I don't know. It just doesn't feel right. Well, yeah. I, I hope X, XIXO Game Studio, I don't know how to pronounce that. Maybe. It, or, yeah, so Zizo. Yeah. I hope I Zizo does fine. I hope they're, you know, they're probably going to, you know, in in, all, in truth, they'll probably find some success with this. Because it is, mm-hmm. it is charming. It is nice. So, I mean, even if you like, yeah.
2: Yeah, their tweets date back to uh, late August. Okay. Um, I mean, still, that isn't... Yeah, that that's still after the release. of yeah. This is a weird situation, and if it just looked like an asset flip, I could be like, yeah, I hate this. Mm. But the fact that there's definitely effort put into yeah. The, yeah. the animation... Mm-hmm. Exactly. is what makes me like, I don't know if I want them to fail, because
0: I want this artist to go on yeah, to do more games, mm-hmm. or at least uh, animations. You know, like it, it's clear that they've got it's talent. It's just yeah. yeah, yeah, they just don't have an original idea. Is the problem? <laughs> yeah. That's the.
2: They're talented. They just they don't know what they want to make. Yeah, and it's like oh, Cuphead's cool. Let's make that. Yeah. Okay, what will you do different? Nothing. Just do Cuphead.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, that about does it for our news this week. Moving on to the topic of the show. This one's a super controversial topic of the show. And it's a very simple question I'm posing for everyone here. Was Blizzard wrong? This has to do with Activision Blizzard suspending a pro Hearthstone player uh, this past week about his comments regarding the Hong Kong protests. If you're unfamiliar, I believe since... The summer of this year, Hong Kong has been staging protests against the Chinese government. Uh, basically, it comes from—I mean, it's its a very multifaceted issue, but basically stems from extradition uh, issues. Hong Kong's uh, leader wanted uh, to sign a law that would allow peop- criminals from—that would allow the criminals from China to be— Criminals from Hong Kong to be extradited to China where they could face who knows what types of consequences because it's China and we all know mm-hmm. that they, you know, harvest organs and et cetera, et cetera. They do many bad things to prisoners there. So the people of Hong Kong want none of that um, and they started staging protests. And since then, there have been uh, the police have kind of brutalized a lot of the protesters, um, tear gas. I think a protester even died. Um, many have been detained. It's, it's just a mess all around, um, and many companies are, are leaving Hong Kong because it's just not profitable there anymore. It's 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 really not good for Asia as a whole. So, uh, before I talk more about that, what Blizzard decided to do with this uh, Hearthstone player who won who won the Hearthstone uh, tournament was suspend his prize money. I believe it was ten thousand uh, dollars. They refused to give it to him. Uh, the casters who were um, who gave him the opportunity to speak, they were suspended too because. Um, but they were fired. Oh, I mean, they too. were they were fired right. They were fired outright, um, and you know they to never be seen again. Uh, of course, people saw this. Uh, many Blizzard fans and even people outside the Blizzard community, like myself, they saw this and they were outraged because they said, "How can you?" You know, ban a, a Hearthstone player simply for speaking his mind, for, for you know, speaking for human rights, basic human rights. Mm-hmm. And uh, Blizzard responded saying, "We don't really endorse uh, anything that goes wrong with our brand." Uh, you know, some they, they, their their argument was that in their uh, records, in their official tournament uh, rules, you can a uh, players cannot endorse specific political ideals if it makes Blizzard look wrong essentially. Yeah, it was a very vague rule. Yeah, like exactly.
2: the player does anything to put them into public disrepute or something exactly, like that... Exactly, that was the terminology, yep. Mm-hmm. Or could damage Blizzard's image, mm-hmm. we can uh, remove them from the tournament and reduce their prize money to zero. Right,
0: they could say Blizzard smells and, you know, they'll, they'll yeah. die. or <laughs> not, die, not they'll die, <laughs> like they'll, they'll, they'll suspend them. So... Uh, that's the kind of argument that they news and everyone like Sean uh, points out, hey you know that's a kind of shitty rule because you can kind of just mold it whatever you want to. So people have been quick were quick to say uh, Blizzard is I think there's a 5% stake Tencent has a 5% stake in Blizzard if I'm not wrong. And the reason mm-hmm. why that's the case is because in order to to operate in China, um, a business needs to be owned, at least in part, by a Chinese corporation. So uh, in order for, Blizz- hmm. for Blizzard to do business in China, it needed to be owned by a Chinese corporation such as Tencent. And um, there, people are, were arguing that uh, because Blizzard wants to be in the good favor of the Chinese government, they were making this decision. Uh, and uh, Blizzard came back and said, actually, no— we did this because it wasn't in accordance with our rules, et cetera, et cetera. And it was kind of a really weak, weak-willed response. Blizzard's name mm-hmm. in China, uh, this is very loose. Um, it, its sexual it's name is not this, but their affiliate, let's say, is NetEase, right? And um, NetEase if it, uh, had an official statement saying uh, something along the lines of this is not – we continue – we have intentions to continue to uphold – the dignity of our country or the honor of our country, which is super—I uh, uh, don't know the word here—sycophantic. Uh, I, I would say, like, really, like you're really k- kowtowing to the Chinese government because you want, you know, their. their it's stupid too. <laughs> you really want their dollars, <laughs> and um, people were very outraged at that. Um, Blizzard in America didn't. Really say that they what they decided to do uh, was they decided to reverse their decision. They, so they gave Blues Chunk his um, his ten thousand dollars back, and they only suspended him for six months as opposed to a year. Uh, the casters were only suspended for six months, so they were longer, no mm-hmm. longer fired. Um, and they issued the statement, I believe, late on Friday, which was kind of a um, a very legal move that they did because they, they're they kind of hoping to kind of sweep this under the rug that not a lot of people would mm-hmm. notice and kind of forget about it. That's what a lot of video game companies tend to do. So before I go on and on about it, uh, oh, one last thing I want to point out is that, um, two last things I want to point out is that uh, the players that people who are very outraged at this, very funnily they're using World of Warcraft mascots and um, Overwatch mascots, particularly May, to stage a protest against Blizzard to use it as the symbol of Hong Kong resistance, so that they can get mm-hmm. Overwatch and World of Warcraft banned from China, because China does do this. <laughs> um, they do do they do ban mascots and companies uh, if if they see them as threats to their um, you know uh, to their regime, to their communist regime. So just ask Winnie the Pooh. Th- exactly. So uh, that's something – yeah, Disney, Disney knows that very well. So um, that's something that they're trying to do so that they can get Blizzard on China's bad favor. Last thing I want to point out is that there are protests being uh, organized for BlizzCon this year. It's just happening next month. Um, I forget the name of the organization entirely, but uh, they're planning on making placards and what have you in front of the convention center there. Oh, Fight for the Future. Um, And they're obviously fighting on behalf of Hong Kong. Um, You know, the whole free Hong Kong situation. So, guys, before I go on and on about it, I want to know your opinion on on this mess. Sean, what do you think?
2: Well, this... I'm not surprised by this. Mm -hmm. I'm not surprised a corporation has decided to side with the most money. You know, they... They're not going to side with their consumer base because their consumer base might come along with them regardless. Like, well, I don't agree with what they're doing, but video games Uh are fun. So, whereas the Chinese government might be like, well, fuck you, get out of China. And they lose all of China as an income source, which is a big loss. So Activision Blizzard is, of course, going to side with the Chinese government on anything. I would actually... A lot of... Uh, corporations have been... A lot of businesses have been doing that lately. They've been sort of um, Mm -hmm. bowing to whatever China wants them to do. Except for the NBA. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. There was a sportscaster, I think it was, who made some anti- uh, Chinese government's remarks. And China's like, what the hell? And so the NBA head commissioner, like the top of the top, came out and said, "Uh, fuck China. Mm -hmm. And so... Now NBA is gonna like lose some endorsement to, like China or something like that. But mm-hmm. like, kudos to them for like backing up their sportscasters and be like, no, we're not gonna, we don't agree with what's going on in China.
0: Yeah. I thought they were the I opposite. Feel like that...
2: hmm? No, they they're like
0: one of the few who are like, um, no, we're 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 sticking by yeah oh. the the ethics that it, we believe in. It, it's the thing is is that the NBA doesn't need China as much as Blizzard does. So I don't think it's like kind of in the same like the way that the NBA works is that you know like Chinese people in China they they absolutely you know they're they're crazy for NBA players and American NBA players you know what I'm saying whereas if you go China domestically there I don't think it's as big as a market you know at least not yet um, they're they're much more That's they're much more kind of inclined I mean. The 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 stories that I've seen about the NBA in China have been mostly okay. These Chinese players revere or they they admire American NBA players. So right now it's like kind of yeah. like, you know, it's America's export there, not the other way around. That's why they might not, yeah. you know, care as much right now. Possibly, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But
2: regardless, I'm happy they made that move. But back on the Blizzard, yeah. Um, yeah, the rule they have in place is clearly a catch-all rule that they can apply to any situation. Mm-hmm. Uh it, It's their their legal out to say, yeah, we banned you, but because of this. Yeah. And that rule can basically be applied to anything. Anything they don't like. Because they could just say, we don't like how this makes us look, and they can just be like, well, whatever you said, we don't like. Uh, which people obviously caught on to is that this rule is bullshit. hmm um people clearly were not happy about this. Uh Blizzard then this all a lot of this has developed over the course of a week, which is like I, I looked at like the docket and I'm like a lot of stuff has happened this week. Yeah, yeah. Uh but Blizzard, you know, came out and said, Hey, so you know, the first they had an official statement saying our decision was not based on our relationship with China and everyone said BS, that's not true even if it wasn't uh, even if that's true how it wasn't based on a relationship with China, the decision was a bad one regardless of their relationships and their reasoning. Uh, but they basically came out and gave a very uh, fence straddling answer where they can basically be like eh, they can, they can lean either way depending on how the the winds change mm-hmm. they're, they're staying as neutral as possible so they can have plausible deniability. No matter what happens. Right. right. Which is unsurprising. Again, you know, big corporations will do this in order to protect their image. hmm uh, Especially in the face of controversies. Yeah. It's very rare that a corporation will take a hard stance one way or the other. hmm But then a few days later, they came out and said, so we stand by our decision to ban the player uh, Blitzchung. Mm-hmm. But maybe we were a little bit too harsh, so let's reduce his suspension to six months. Yeah. And we're going to give him his money back, because he didn't cheat at the game. He played fairly. That was the line they used. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so he was banned for his opinions, not for his gameplay. So Mm -hmm. he's going to keep the money. But they still stuck to the stance of being like, what you say in these interviews... Uh, before and after a game have to be related to the game. It can't be stuff outside of the game, mm-hmm. uh, which is again Blizzard's way of trying to put themselves in a safe bubble. Mm-hmm. So it's it's good that I'm very happy this guy's getting his money back at the very least. Yeah. I, that's probably what was going to be the most legal sticking point. Mm. You know, being suspended, okay, but losing that money—that's a big hit. Yeah, and Blitzchung. In a very classy move, he came out and said, "Hey, you know, I'm not happy with what happened, but I don't hate Blizzard for this. Mm-hmm. I feel blessed. I'm blessed that I got to play this game. Um, bless Blizzard. Uh, I'm happy to get my money back. Uh, as for whether or not I'll continue playing Hearthstone professionally, I don't know. Yeah, but he he took a very um well he, he classy he very did humble that, approach. He say that that
0: the ban was even the six month ban was like too much." That it, it might yeah. be too much for him to even consider, you know, upholding his career because yeah. it, you know, it, I I would imagine that it's, it's it, six months. Yeah, I would imagine that... It, I, I I'm not a pro, so I'm not a pro at, at, at any game, so I, I wouldn't know. But I would imagine that, you know, um, you you had you'd have to do it. You you can't even take like a week off. You'd have to like keep doing it. Yeah. You know.
2: Well, I'm sure he's still allowed to play Hearthstone, just right. Not- in a tournament setting, mm-hmm. but I'm sure the game has sort of soured for him, right? Well, yeah, that, that's know. that aspect too. Uh, yeah, but yeah, mm-hmm. and and then you know the protest for uh, BlizzCon, I doubt that's going to do anything. I'm sure yeah. it's going to get a lot of uh, attention, uh, article wise. Yeah, but I'm sure Blizzard is hoping to overshadow that with like Diablo Four announcement or mm-hmm. the next World of Warcraft expansion or Overwatch Two. You know. I, I guarantee even like if Activision Blizzard was about to do this BlizzCon like well we don't have a lot but we have enough to kind of make people happy and then this came out I was like we need to put out something big mm-hmm. even if it's not ready yet just announce it just put out a title card just to draw attention away from like the protest yeah and there's no way they're going to have a and a even this situation aside after the whole you know uh, Diablo Immortal f- fiasco oh, God. from last year that was great wasn't it
1: <laughs> right, <laughs> I guarantee
2: you, they're not going to allow an open Q and A. They might have one for appearances' sake, but it's going to be like pre-approved questions, yeah, with serious consequences if you deviate from the index cards, yeah. type yeah, deal. Mm-hmm. Um, they're going to heavily enforce. Cert- they're not going to allow placards inside of the convention hall. Oh my god! They don't want people like coming up behind cameras, and be like, "Hey, look at this free Hong Kong type of deal."
0: It's going to be like China, want- basically. Oh, exactly. was that too bad? That was bad. No, they're <laughs> going to be very draconian
2: in how they approach this, I guarantee it. Uh, and then players using May as sort of a, uh, a symbol for this, for the Hong Kong Oof. rights movement. Uh, you know, using uh, Blizzard's own character against mm-hmm. them. They're like, hey, yeah. check it out. And just like, Basically saying, we know Blizzard doesn't give a shit. It's all about public image and money. Yeah. Because public image is tied to money, or vice versa. Mm -hmm. Uh, But if we can get Overwatch banned in China, well... That's going to force them to make some kind of change. and Mm -hmm. We we don't know what... It might be something as simple as like Overwatch War main in China, but... May's not going to be in there. Or something weird like that. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, this was... A lot of them, I, I think it's going to continue developing. Yeah. Maybe not as, as much as it was because it's probably slowed down. And now, with the official statements from both sides, mm-hmm. um, you know, a lot of that has been said and has been said. Mm-hmm. So, unless something dramatic happens soon, this is going to die down. But
0: you have to imagine yeah. that, that, like, Riot Games and even Tencent, to an extent, they're like really breathing heavily right now. They're like, Fuck, <laughs> we gotta really like control the situation, guys, because this is gonna be like this is gonna be out of control. Um, mm-hmm. I
2: remember I saw something about Riot Games making an official statement. Um, I'll, I'll look that up mm-hmm. while uh, Tim. Tim makes yeah, it yeah, comment. Tim. Uh, my, my last thoughts mm-hmm. about it is like, yeah, Blizzard, you fucked up. <laughs> I get, I get why you did it, but you fucked up. And as for whether or not up. they're wrong legally, no, they're not wrong. Which is what they mostly care about is mm-hmm. legally, right? They're not wrong. Right. Because of that super broad umbrella rule they
0: have, mm-hmm. but ethically and morally, yeah, they're wrong, yeah, uh, okay, so Tim, let's move on to you. Was Blizzard wrong? What do you make of the situation?
1: Well, uh, I actually just remembered like speaking of um, riot, uh, I think making a statement. um I think on Twitter, uh Tim Sweeney, the CEO of Epic Games, also.
0: He uh, did mention something? That's right. He was like, yeah. oh we we oh, would we never, do that. Yeah. never do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well but he, but he, <laughs> you he liar Tim Sweeney. He He had to you say that because liar. he had to say that because all of Epic Games is fun a lot of Epic Games funding comes from China. It, mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Epic Games is owned wow. by uh I gotta look it up. But yeah, Tim, go on.
1: Um yeah no, so there was that, and people were like, uh, "I don't know, yeah. I don't, I don't know if I believe you, Mister Sweeney." Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't know. That that's its own thing, but um, yeah, you know the, I mean. By the was, way, Epic Games
0: is owned by Tencent. Yeah, that's
1: right. <laughs> yeah, that's surprising. Yeah. But um, at the very least the punishment of you know taking away all the prize money and his band that was like that was pretty harsh I mean first Mm -hmm, like maybe it'd be another thing if he launched into a big like dissertation on his thoughts and feelings but he said like one phrase I think
2: yeah, it, it was something somewhat... It, it was definitely taken aside, but it was pretty innocuous. It, it was wrong, like,
0: right? um, free Hong Kong, revolution of our age, I think he said. That was yeah, it. something like yeah, that. Something mm-hmm. like, like
2: he wasn't asking for like anyone's head on
0: a pike. or Yeah, like that. he wasn't like, Hong Kong is better than China, you know, or something like that. He just,
1: yeah, yeah. that was it.
0: Mm. This is a slogan yeah, pretty much.
1: It, it almost had like... There was maybe almost like a... A memeish quality to it as well, if that makes mm-hmm. sense.
2: Somewhat, yeah.
0: Well, it, it was memeish it, it, because he was wearing the mask that the the, the protesters wear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know if you've seen the clip, but he was wearing the mask that the protesters wear because of the tear gla- the tear gas, and that's why he mm-hmm. kind of did that, um, just like in solidarity. So, yeah, you're yeah. right. It was like a memish thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. It,
1: in the moment, he was like excited and he won and. I don't know. Just, just that's kind of what he yeah. kind of what he said. I mean, I'm sure he like believes it he, as well. But
2: yeah, I'm sure he he saw the platform as a chance. To be like, hey, you know, I I kind of want to make. I have a chance to sort of spread this message yeah. a little bit. Yeah. And he he chose a side in the most innocent way possible. He basically just said, "I'm I'm with Hong Kong on this one, guys." Yeah. You know, that was it. Yeah. He it wasn't a call to action. He wasn't saying set fire at cop cars. You know, he was just saying. Yeah, Hong Kong's pretty pretty dope.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I do support humans uh, not suffering. I do like that. <laughs> yeah,
2: by and large, I am against concentration camps. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, I haven't exhausted every possibility in which I might be for it, but mm. I haven't found one yet. I'm against that. And harvesting organs is no good. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, I... I've seen the PSAs, the after school specials about harvesting organs. Jesus, I'm not for it. Those are
0: traumatic, man. Here yeah. at here in New York, we have like you go to not to total tangential, but like we you go to like Union Square or even Central Park, and you see these um the the well these Chinese people and they have big placards of of like prisoners in jail cells and they're bleeding out because the 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 Chinese government stole their organs you know and are, are them on like medical tables taking their organs away. It's just traumatic, man. It's terrible. Yeah. Anyway.
2: Um, oh, by the way, mm. as for what Riot said, they basically said nothing. It, it They basically made a statement saying, uh, we understand the world <laughs> has sensitive issues, yeah. and there are politics out there, but we don't want our players talking about it on, yeah. on our official stage. Riot was like, don't this, look at this, us,
0: look over there.
2: <laughs> this was basically almost like a warning for any future yeah. legal leg- leg- legislature saying, don't talk about politics. We're making our stance clear that if you talk about politics, we will take action. Yeah. But they didn't make an official stance one way or the other concerning Hong Kong mm. or whatever. Yeah. But they, they came out and basically said this, and it's a nothing statement. Like, a lot of
0: official statements are. They're basically nothing. Mm-hmm. You know, but uh, So, I, closing thoughts on this, w- I'm going, to, I'm going to pose this, this interesting question for you guys. What would you have done if you were Blizzard? Because it's easy to say, oh, they were in the wrong, you know, human rights, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Who, who wouldn't want to stick up for human rights, right? Basic human rights. Mm-hmm. But that being said, this is, you know, China is essentially one of their, one of their biggest markets, if not their biggest market, you know, with, with Hearthstone, with World of Warcraft, with Overwatch, uh, StarCraft. So, like, yeah. you know, you'd have to imagine that if they lose China, they're done, right? Mm-hmm. They're they're gone. So what would you have done if you were the CEO of Blizzard, if you were in charge of everything there? Uh, Tim, what say you? Um,
1: I mean, how much... How much stake does China have in Blizzard?
0: So, Tencent, oh. Tencent has, I believe, 5% in Blizzard. Yeah, which is not a damning
2: amount, but it's a... I'm allowed to be in the stockholders' meeting. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean... I don't,
1: I mean, I won't profess to know about, like, the deep logistics of their revenue stream and, and all that, but it feels like maybe they'd be fine if they didn't do business with china and tencent in that way mm-hmm.
2: they probably would be i mean they existed before they did business with china mm-hmm. certainly but you're basically asking a business to say no n- no money from china wait i don't understand but they have they have money i yeah it's like I'm not quite understanding i I recognize the words, but the meaning doesn't make any sense
1: to me. I should give up free money what do you I, I'm sorry <laughs> no. I, I, maybe I'm dreaming
2: but china's so so big it's got so many people they have so much money for me what i I don't understand yeah <laughs> are you saying don't do business with Greenland? Greenland's pretty small. I can do that
1: mm. china no no. Yeah. Yeah. Think? Um yeah. I, I mean in in some respects I can you know they're they're a business and in some way they have to think mm-hmm. about that kind of stuff and they have employees and and it's it's a business and businesses make money but you got to yeah. You got to know what you stand for as well. Mhm. Right. right. And if you know, if you don't agree with something, then you really have to try to stick to your guns and be like, you know what? No money. Mhm.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's
1: fine. We'll we'll be yeah. fine. We'll okay. make it by. Or. Yeah. I don't know. At least not. Go like full-on and take away all of the winner's prize money and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Or just, you know, I don't know, issue a warning. You're like, hey, don't do mm-hmm.
0: that. Right, right. Something like that. Uh, Sean, what would you have done? Um,
2: in an ideal world, I probably would have said I agree with this player. What's going on is not right in Hong Kong. Mm-hmm. But in reality, I I don't know if I would have banned him. I think I would have probably had a conversation with him behind closed doors. Like, you can't be making political statements, official political statements. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't think I would have banned him because the act of banning him or suspending him, I should say, mm-hmm puts you makes a statement yeah. you've, you've now made a statement about who you side with and you're saying I side with the Chinese government yeah. on this issue mm-hmm. uh, because he spoke out against the Chinese government in the most indirect way possible uh, so it's like, like like Tim said it is a business and your, your revenue stream comes first even if you're even if you as the the CEO wants to desperately do something, you also I don't know is Blizzard like a publicly traded company? Yes. I guess there must be if like Tencent has yes stock in them, right? I believe so. Let me. Uh, so, I believe so. So it's not so much you have to please your consumer base or your future consumer base. You have to please the stockholders. Right. You have to please those people who could oust you if they're saying they don't like how you're running the company and like vote you out. You know, talk to the board members. I I don't know how Blizzard is run. I have no idea how any business is run beyond give me money, you get thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, I definitely would not. The action they took was obviously a bad choice, and even they agree with that since they rescinded some of that and lessened his suspension sentence and gave gave him back his money. I definitely would not have taken away his money. That the money he earned was separate from uh his political statements. Mhm. That that was unrelated to his his gameplay and his skill level. Mm-hmm. And it reeked of oh, we have a chance to not give him money. Let's not give him money cuz that we want that money. Even though it's something like 10k or whatever it was. If they can say, oh, well we don't have to give money, then okay, we'll keep the money. Yeah. That that was a bad move. That move cost them more than $10,000. So they lost money on yeah. that one. It was
0: a relatively small amount too. I don't. I don't understand yeah. why it was so. It was such a big um, deal.
2: But my gut says I probably would have at at the very least. I probably would have made it clear to him. Don't talk about politics. Yeah. Or I would have made an official statement saying, uh, "If you are going to be." Discussing things on our official stream, on our stage, it has to be related to the game. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It has to be. Uh, And possibly give the... uh, They call them Shoutcasters, which is a stupid name. Mm -hmm. They should call uh, something else. But give the Shoutcasters official questions they can ask.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Control it a little more. Yeah. Control
2: it. Uh, Get ahead of it, because... If you know your your people are going to be interviewing a Chinese player, then you need to be like, okay, here's how. We, we, we can't have them talking about that. So, honestly, if anything, I would have uh, been a little bit more proactive in preventing this possibility mm-hmm. rather than having to look for forgiveness and having to deal with the, the situation as it happened. Yeah. But as it happened... Um, it's tough. There There's no way to come out the other side of this without losing something, whether it's integrity, public image, or money. Mm-hmm. And as a business, your main goal... As a business, all three are important to you. Mm-hmm. But money keeps the lights on. Of course. Integrity doesn't keep the lights on. Public image doesn't keep the lights on. Money does. So while I don't condone what Blizzard did, I understand it. Yeah. But... By doing it, they've they've now picked a side. And unless they come out with a statement damning the actions of the Chinese government, which, considering what the police have been doing in Hong Kong, they pretty much everyone should be damning the government at this point. Unless Blizzard comes out with an official statement saying, we do not agree with what's happening in Hong Kong, mm-hmm. we do not agree with the actions the uh, Chinese government has taken consider- concerning this, or other uh, things like the camps and the organ harvesting and other alleged crimes, we don't agree with those. And unless they come out with that, they've picked their side and they're not going to be able to budge from that. Yeah. So.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I agree with you, Sean and Tim. Like, there, there's, there's no way, you know, as a human being, there's no, I, I don't think there's any sense in siding with with mainland China. And I mean what they're doing is unequivocally wrong you know um mm-hmm. you know harvesting organs and etc cetera, etc cetera, although it's it's a crime and um that that is that is a big problem um racism mm-hmm. ev- everything that they have going on there is just it's a big problem uh and i agree with the the people of hong kong and i encourage them to continue I, please because this is something that they they're really fighting for their right to stay separate from hong kong and 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 be their own independent city, and they have every right to do that. Every right, one hundred ten percent. They should they mm-hmm. should be you know exercising their right to do it. In terms of whether or not Blizzard was wrong, I believe that they were wrong. Uh, you know, as I mentioned, from a human perspective, from a from a you, you know their their um, just just from a. Uh, I don't know, from from, a, from an emotional perspective, they are wrong, but from mm-hmm. a business perspective, yes and no. And I'll, I'll explain. Like I, I think what they did was a knee jerk reaction, and I think they acknowledged that. Oh yeah. Uh, they didn't really think about it. What someone had seen was, oh, you know, this person said something about Hong Kong, and you know, we have a major stake. We have major stakeholders in Hong Kong. We can't have that knee jerk reaction. Let's ban them, you know, and let's ban let's um, ban the the shoutcasters, and that was wrong. Um, coming back and acknowledging that they were wrong, I think that was the right move, uh, and and unbanning mm-hmm. the the shoutcasters and um, unbanning uh, Blitzchung for six months. I mean, that, I I think he should be. I personally, I per, I think he should be unbanned completely, but. Whatever. Oh yeah. Um. And and you know, giving him back his money, that's fine. But uh, they should have been. I think in their statement, and this was a legal statement. It it just screams legal. The way that it was kind of composed was with with Mm -hmm. bullet points and explaining what shoutcasters are, explaining what. Online multiplayer games are explaining what Hearthstone <laughs> is. It just it it, sh- it screams legalese, and it screams yeah. the fact that that you know Blizzard went to Hong Kong, went to their Tencent affiliates, worked with them on the statement, and then decided to push it out on Friday when nobody would notice. Um, I, I think that that was exactly what had happened there, uh, and what they should have added in there was not. You know, uh, saying, "Hey, you know, this isn't our. This is an indication of what we feel about China." I-, I feel like that was too, too, too on the nose. I feel like what they should have said was, "Going forward, we're going to do our best to enforce policies that would not push political agendas because that's not what we stand for. We're a video game company, mm-hmm. we're an entertainment company. What we want to do is make people feel happy and feel uh, that their opinions." Uh, That they could play a game regardless of where they're raised, regardless of their opinion, their political affiliation. That doesn't matter here. We're just – this is just a sport more or less, and anybody can come and just enjoy it. We don't want to be talking. We don't want (laughs) to be talking about that. We don't want to acknowledge it. That's not us. That's that's not our brand. The difficulty there is that uh,
2: more and more you can't be any sort of organization or even a public figure without making political statements. The mm-hmm. the public just won't allow it. They want to know where do you stand on this? Of you know, course. How, how do you feel about this group of people mm-hmm. or these actions that have been taken by this country? Yeah, you need to take a stance. You can't straddle the fence
1: anymore.
0: I know, and people don't like uh, fence sitters. It, it's true. Yeah. You're, you're, you're exactly right. But from a professionalist perspective, you know, from a legal perspective, you you can't have that. I mean, it, it's just I I understand. You know, if you want to be uh your own personal brand like if you're 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 a, a, a professional player or you're an influencer or something like that okay you know you'd have to maybe lean in that direction one direction or the other so that you can get followers you know you can build an audience for yourself that's that's very obvious mm-hmm. but if you're a corporate corporation that's putting out a product that's a different story okay what the, the I, story I that I you're trying to is. I, okay. I i think it is because the story what you're what your selling point is not necessarily your political affiliation. Uh, I mean, it could be for sure. It could if, that, if you're that type of company. But Blizzard, I don't feel like it is that type of company. If Blizzard is a company that puts out products. That's it. You know, that puts out entertainment. That's what I see them as. I, I don't see them as you know Overwatch. I guess the argument can be made for Overwatch, right? Because they're pushing this uh, you know agenda. Uh, you know, inclusiveness, whatever, blah 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 blah, right? So, okay, I could mm-hmm. see that argument there, but for something for Hearthstone, for something for World of Warcraft, um, you know, Starcraft, that stuff, eh, not really. It's like a sci-fi game, isn't it? I don't, I don't really see. I mean, I'm not, for, I'm not like Starcraft and you know, World of Warcraft. Oh, yeah, They're yes. like okay. very, for lack of a better term, generic kind of uh, mythological creatures and sci-fi technology, whatever, right? Mm-hmm somewhat blizzard works tend to be very derivative right exactly Uh, i mean but that that serves a purpose they don't necessarily
2: don't have character but they're they're very it's very clear where their inspirations
0: lie that serves a purpose right so that anybody and everyone could could enjoy it i mean that that's what i see it as i I, forgive me you know that's my opinion but but that that's really what i regard them as so um you know i I don't I feel like yes, you're right, Sean. like you could have a political affiliation, you could have a, a, some kind of agenda that you want to push, but in, in the case of an international company publicly traded one such as Blizzard, you can't really do that because you know you, I mean you could do it in, depending on what market you are. like um, you know Overwatch, I think it's catered I think the intention with Overwatch was to cater for a very American audience given its agenda, but it kind of evolved into its own thing. Um, And they still, Overwatch is still very much, I mean, I think the Overwatch League is mostly in America, forgive, I I think, from what I can understand. So, you know, like, they have Asian teams that come in, but I do feel like the Overwatch League is is very much an American thing.
2: Yeah, well, most of the Overwatch teams, uh, Overwatch League teams, uh, they're they're international. There's a lot that... It
0: you is know. international.
2: They, they, yeah, for sure. They do have teams that are like this one's from Houston, this one's from New York, that kind of right. thing. Right. Um, most of the players lean very heavily uh, Korean. Right. Like you look at the uh, the team for England mm-hmm. and they're all just Korean players. Mhm. But they're they're based out of England, I guess.
0: Yeah. But yeah, yeah, yeah. That that's kind of the argument that they news there, I, I, you know. Like they're not they probably are from Korea. Let's face it. But like you know, like the argument is that oh well, we are being sponsored by Britain or whatever. So you know that yeah. that's who we're working on being But
2: with. I, I definitely understand what you're saying, David, and that companies can't really take a stance one way or the other because they're trying to get as many customers as possible, and they're they're going to have a very diverse set of customer a very diverse customer base. And taking a stance will alienate some. So, it it, it, that's a risky move. But I'm saying that in this day and age, more and more people are expecting their companies that Mm -hmm. they uh, buy from to have a very clear stance on certain issues. I I see what you're saying. Yeah, you you see a lot on um, it's like LGBT month or day or week or something like that. One of the LGBT awareness events a lot of companies will come out and they'll have like rainbow avatars or they'll make an official statement in support of lgbt rights Mm -hmm. uh and it lasts for like however long the the month like the month is yeah and then after that they won't say anything about it and it's clearly a a ploy to get more eyeballs on them and to sell whatever product they're trying to sell Mm -hmm. but they are still making a stance by doing that they are put Putting a line in the sand saying, yes, we are for this. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't want to exclude any all of our customers. If you want to buy from us, you can. Yeah. We're not telling you you can't buy from us. But they're clearly saying, this is what we believe in. And if you don't, that's fine. And if that means you can't be our customer anymore, mm-hmm. that's unfortunate. But we can't stay silent on this anymore. Yeah. So there is a push for more uh, visibility for all public figures and all companies to be like, you need to make a, a stance here. Mm-hmm. And as this Hong Kong-China thing develops further and further, people are going to demand to know, where do you stand on this? Yeah. And I think a lot of people are going to find a lot of companies are going to side with China because China is a big revenue stream. Yeah. I mean, more and more big budget movies that come out, you'll see in the title crawl that it, one of the studios that made it is Tencent. It's true. And so it's basically saying, we were about we this mo- this movie was made with uh, uh, Chinese money, yeah. and generally those movies will feature a uh, a popular uh, actor or actress from China, or the main characters will go to China at some point.
0: Yeah, look at mission so, the new Mission
2: Impossible. Yeah, that's exactly that's, uh, uh, it happened in like clearing, clearing. one of the Transformer movies. Yep. Yep. It yep. happened.
0: Uh, Fast and the Furious, I'm sure it did it. You see, I you know, I, 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 I I agree with you in the sense, like the LGBTQ um, situation, L- LGBTQ plus day, I think it was on Thursday. Um, hmm. The nature, the, the, the difference, was, the difference between these two topics that I see is that one of them is relatively new, so that it's we're st- like That's people true. are still kind of picking sides on that. You know what I'm saying? And then depending on what happens, you're going to see a lot more people follow. Whereas with LGBTQ plus. Uh, I feel like that's something that's already kind of... Like, we're already in that direction. You know what I'm, if, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Like, everyone, you know, in, ter- in terms of the entertainment space, everyone is going to side with LGBTQ+, plus, or at least say that they do. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's just the future. If you're not with the future, you're going to die soon. Yeah. Uh, you're probably, like, 80-something years old, and you're going to die soon. Sorry. I mean, that's... that's sorry. <laughs> it's the truth. Like, you know, if you're still in that mindset you you got to you got to give give the times because you know homosexuals and and everything else they're going to they're here for to stay and they should have no problem no qualms you know expressing their their pride in themselves like come on it's ridiculous and that's the, mm-hmm. that's the world that we live in that's inevitable um and more and more people are going to be yeah, accepting it. i, I definitely see what you're Whereas saying Whereas in this case LGBT... it's so yeah it, it, it's so new yeah. that like we don't know which side is really right or wrong. I mean, like, it, objectively, we don't know which one is right or wrong, if that makes any sense. I know I just contradicted myself. But, like, um, we don't know. We do know in our hearts, in our heart of hearts, that Hong Kong is, is in the right here. But we don't know if that's going to be the profitable side. Does that make any sense? We don't know if that's going to be the side that really, if, you know, if, if Microsoft we came out. Who's gonna, we don't know who's going to win. In terms of, yeah. of profits. We don't know who's going to make us the most money in the end. That's that's what I mean. You know, if Hong, you know, if Microsoft came out and said, we don't agree with China, we're going to side with Hong Kong, you know, and, and then other technology started following suit, then guess what? That's the new wave, you know, and, and Chinese yeah. is going to have to do some action on their part. And then people who backed up with, on China, they're going to have to switch sides. Whereas if you're the other end of the coin, then Hong Kong is going to get, you know, unfortunately they're going to get, kind of be on the losing side of the history on this one in terms of the of the profit margins that's the way it kind of oh, that's the way i kind of see it going in the future like the money the money is what's going to be the one that's going to talk in the end and right. i want to see right. what happens here because right now LGBTQ2, lgbtq lgbtq plus stuff that sells you know that's what makes yeah. money and and it's like when a uh, breast cancer awareness is super exactly like you just make your box pink and slap a ribbon on it and it's going to sell it sells you know yeah. it, it, it sells so we'll, we'll see whether or not this Hong Kong stuff is going to be turned into something marketable and it's going to sell and if that's you know if that's going to be the case then of course you know we're going to we're going to see more companies backing out the Hong Kong and the situation because it's profitable people like it if not the problem then, is that yeah. When dealing
2: with, like, China, China tends to be very stubborn in certain areas. Mm-hmm. I mean, they have a lot of archaic laws, like the whole um, one or two child policy, which has yeah. proven to be disastrous, but they continue to believe it's going to work. Mm-hmm. Uh, they could—China could easily do something that is not in the interest of themselves, Yeah, but will gladly take that hit in order to spite a company.
0: right. But the problem with China is that now they're putting they're going to be put into an economic situation that they can't. You know, we have, we're seeing companies moving to Vietnam, to Indonesia, to India because China is is their, their human rights are actually, believe it or not, in mainland China um, improving. So you know, factory workers are getting being paid more. So now that, that mm-hmm. their economic situation is worsening, they're going to have to figure out policies so that they can attract foreign more and foreign investors because like it or not this this uh this china situate this situation with hong kong is not a good look on mainland china i mean like it's it's from an economic perspective you know people are leaving them in droves and then you know with with our economic with america's economic po- policies in the west economic policies you know um and the trade war that seemingly resolved but i don't see it you know actually you know simmering down anytime soon um you know we have to see whether or not china is going to have to kowtow to western powers in order to um you know still maintain their factories workers and and maintain that ecosystem that has sustained them from the past 20 years um so you know china's powerful for now well, that's just for now. Nothing lasts forever. <laughs> Unfortunately, America was once one of the most powerful super nations in the world. Still is very powerful, not as powerful mm-hmm. as it once was. I think anybody could yeah. could see that, right? Um, you know, a lot of other people, a lot of other nations have kind of risen up since then. Germany, um Italy, uh British, you know, uh a lot of a lot of places, you know, have have kind of seized the economic control. Japan wow, you know, past 50 years mm-hmm. they've seen a boom, so you know, like, you, you have to kind of uh, think about the future, not so much about the present, because the future is where the money is, and if you're going to choose um, one side now you can't really predict the future, so you don't know where that's going to head, that could be the losing side in the future it, it, it's just interesting, interesting to see what's going to happen um, and and then who's going to what side and who's going to be the most profitable in the end is is what I'm saying. Oh man, I'm going so long and long. <laughs> this is like a three-hour <laughs> podcast now. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, all right. Any any closing thoughts, guys, on on the uh, Hong Kong protests and Blizzard's sentiments regarding it, uh, Sean?
2: All I can say, I have my opinions, but again, I don't know anything about how business is conducted. I don't know anything mm-hmm. about economics or business. Yeah. Uh, so, when considering my opinion, consider that. What I do know is that what China is doing is wrong. Objectively, it is wrong. Yes. The way that police are handling things is wrong. 200% right. So, uh, I can't see myself siding with China in this Mm -hmm. instance. Yeah. And thus, seeing myself as a businessman trying to do business with China, my gut says I wouldn't, but I don't know how my position would be if I were in the position of a Blizzard CEO. Mm -hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. And and Tim, your closing thoughts?
1: Yep. Uh, Pretty much, I guess, just the same thing. Um, I mean, it's... Sometimes it's hard to say. It's easy to say about doing something without being in the situation yourself. Um, But... I'd I'd probably be along the same lines of that. Mm Mm-hmm and um, consider all the angles and consider what I want to be my own and, I guess, at that rate, my company's public image.
0: Right. Right. Yeah. Mm. All right. So that about wraps up our impressions of the whole Blizzard fiasco. Hopefully, Blizzard (laughs) is able to come out of this I, I'm pretty sure they will they have you know Call of Duty coming out and they've got BlizzCon yeah. hopefully they'll, they'll announce like Diablo 4 Overwatch 2 definitely a possibility right? right they got like a title card yeah. as you mentioned before Tim uh, Sean you know something like that I don't know thank you for joining us for this exciting episode next week is KingCast episode 15 we've been doing this yeah. for a while now that's very good of us thank you for joining us guys again I'm David Lozada. You can find me on Twitter at Xenocreator125. Sean is here. You can find him on Twitter at Gingerbread. That's D-J-I-N-N-G-E-R underscore bread. And Tim, you can find him on Keenan Gamer, writing articles as usual. Thank you. See you next week for episode 15. Bye.